Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is a show about a dean that started to grow a community. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Meet up to pass or fail, dream, deal with all of our friends. The brightest timeline's here to shine away. Community building is here to stay. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps, talking about season three, episode 19 of Community Curriculum Unavailable. Hello, I am Josh Wiggler. I am joined here in this. Uh, I thought that we were in a community building podcast this entire time, Jess Sterling, but it turns out that we've just been living in an insane asylum. Yes. Uh, my name is Jessica Strollwing, who's ready to podcast. Oh, I'm ready to podcast, <laughs> of course, as we are getting into essentially clip show number two, I think. Yeah. Right? Clip show two. Um, a marvelous time at the movies, I have to say. Wow, did I love this episode of Community. Had a great time. And it is just so fitting that one of my very favorite people to talk about Community with, who I do not talk about things with nearly enough, and I am so happy that he is joining us here on the podcast, returning 
two community building for the this third third community building appearance lifetime lifetime three. If we count the pre- we count season zero, days, yeah, then season yes. zero counts. Correct. Um, the great John Kraus. John, welcome back to Greendale. Thank you guys so much for having me. You know, as a failed psychologist and a failed podcast host, I feel like this is the perfect slot for me. <laughs> Somewhere right between John Hodgman uh-huh. and uh, and Britta. Oh my gosh! Well, that's a pretty good spectrum. I feel like you don't lose on that spectrum, John. No, I listen. I've been in between worse sandwiches. Uh huh. What's the worst sandwich you've been in between? Uh, well, we were do I want to know? Is this fit for <laughs> podcasting? Well, the, the first one that comes to mind is we were just mentioning uh, Minority Report. That might be the worst sandwich oh, just like ever sure. depicted. I don't know about the worst one that I've ever had. Uh, probably. Wait, a, is there a, a sandwich, sandwich in? Is there a sandwich in Minority Report that I'm not remembering? Yeah, after Tom Cruise gets his eyes done, uh, he gets the string to the fridge. There's a sandwich in there that he eats that's, like, gone bad. It's real bad. Gross. Oh, I don't remember that. I guess I haven't watched Minority Report in a good minute at this point. It's a classic. Listen, in 10 years, that's the one, like, when people talk about Spielberg, that's going to be up there with, like, Jurassic Park. I don't... It keeps rising. I think that that's probably true. I feel like Minority Report has risen in people's estimation Mm -hmm. in recent years. Jess, have you ever watched Minority Report? Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great joke in this episode of Community that sailed right over your head. Then. Uh huh. Yeah. Garrett's a precog. It's perfect. Uh, I, I want to see Tom Cruise running around Minority Report with Garrett superimposed as uh, the precog. I, he would be so out of breath, wouldn't he? He'd be yeah. like, like running through that mall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They shot Colin Farrell. You know, like I feel like would be really, really good. Yeah, yeah, and he would have to, he would have to instead of saying like every time he got a vision, he would be like precognition, precognition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it'd be great. Um, so it should come as no surprise that obviously Garrett's getting Medine's list point this week preemptively here in a really fantastic episode of Community. I thought, Jess, is this a widely loved episode of Community? <sighs> it's it's one of those. Or are ones people where... like, oh great, another clip show. Here we I go. I think it's I think Paradigms of Human Memory is just more iconic. People talk about that one as like the clip show i there is i really think this is like one of those dark horse episodes people don't talk about it a ton there is like a decent amount of love for it but i would say like when i'm looking at the audience ratings for this episode there aren't a ton of like fours for it it's a lot of like in the threes but not a ton of four to fours for this episode i just don't think i wonder if it's uh as a result of again my bias showing through of like where it falls in the season where it's in this chain arc that some people love and some people hate and that probably affects uh how much people love it um, well just you rub yeah. the genie lamp and i came out and i'm here to be on <laughs> on wiggler's side this is yes. uh, one mm-hmm. of my favorite episodes and honestly one of my favorite parts of the whole series I, i'm a big champion of this whole end of season three bit uh, I, I'm really enjoying the end of season three thus far. I'm really enjoying this episode specifically. I keep talking about, uh, John, are you a Rick and Morty person at all? You know what? Uh, I was, and I still am, I guess, like spiritually. I really right, liked sure. it when it first started. Uh, this is how life, I am. My life got really busy around the same time that a lot of the fan base started to be something I didn't want to associate with. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So I haven't The watched, Szechuan sauce of it all. I've, I definitely saw one, like season one, two, and three, and maybe four. I still like the idea. Like, I'm a big Harmon, like anything he's ever produced i'm a big fan of going all the way back to like you know even before community like his early stuff uh i was a big Harmon town podcast fan so like yeah, yeah I, I like 
his style of humor, I guess. The you know coming coming to this as like Rick and Morty being my first major Dan Harmon exposure, and then watching Community. Um, I watched the. I don't know if we talked about this on the previous clip show episode, Once Upon a Time, and I'm just repeating myself at this point. Now there's a quip that's rolling from the previous <laughs> clip show episode that's telling you. Um, but it has big interdimensional cable vibes, which is the big clip show format that they. I don't think they always do on Rick and Morty, but they've done a few times. And I just love the format. I love the format of like here's a bunch of things that happened to these characters that they are telling us like we should already know, but clearly we don't already yeah. know. And they're all just these vignettes. And they're not, I think like to call them vignettes is like an insult to vignettes. Uh, you know, it is like, no, they're like, just punchlines. They, yeah. It's, it's, it's it really feels like um, it's just slices of meat on the sandwich. We're building a sky high <laughs> hero and they're all the different layers. And it is this like thousand layer sandwich that's utterly delicious and wonderful and creative. If I can make another Spielberg reference way back when him and George Lucas were doing Raiders of the Lost Ark, their whole idea behind the first Indiana Jones movie was what if we made an action movie that only had the good parts of the action movies in it. Mm. And I think that this is kind of like the sitcom equivalent of that. And it's a thing that um, I'm not aware of other shows doing. I don't want to say Dan Harmon like invented it, but it's one of those things that I had never really seen before community did it. And it just seems like such a slam dunk. Like what if we take only the funny parts of like every idea we've ever had and just put that in an episode. Yeah. It really feels right. like um, oftentimes over on shit 90 shows taught me Sarah and I will talk about like, it feels like they had this as a sticky note in the writer's room and they were like, okay, this episode works. Let's take the sticky note and shove it into this episode. This feels like an entire episode of sticky notes where they were like, we have these ideas for tiny plot points and episodes, but they don't quite fit in any other episodes. And they've accumulated a stack pile of them. And then I'm like, okay, now we have enough. Let's make an entire episode just with the sticky notes. Yeah. And again, like there are one of my most like treasured iconic Troy moments is in this episode. And it's so fun because it really does like uh by this point we know these characters very well so we don't need to see the entire scene play out we can just watch the punchline and totally understand and and believe that this you is can, something the characters would do you can do a lot of like gapping of like what happened to bring us to this moment and what probably happened on the other side of this moment i think that at this point almost three full seasons into community i certainly at this point now already feel like i know the characters well enough to know like what happened to get them here and what happened next like that can live in my mind in a really wonderful way i think that this episode and its predecessor really embodies so much of what's great about this show for me it's just when it's very funny it is hysterical and i think that the the joke a minute that that both of you are talking about I don't know. It wouldn't work for me all the time, but it works for me really, really well in in this one, especially when we are at this point in the story. If we are tracking that to your point, John, that we are in this Chang arc uh, that you you enjoy. You like this. This is it's it's controversial, right? Not everybody loves this. I do. And I, I'll talk about a couple of reasons why, but I think salient to sort of what we're talking about right now is that uh, I think season three has this great energy because they all were 100% positive that that was the last season. They knew that it was going to be canceled. They knew they were not going to get a fourth season. And uh, I think you see that throughout season three, um, even as early as like the Christmas episode. Um, but as you get towards the end, like they're coming to this finale that is, they're all positive. It's the series finale. Uh, and so like you get this episode, like that stack of post-it notes that Jess is talking about that they're like, we're never going to get another 
episode to do these. Like, we better put them all out there. We and never so, need to do another paintball again. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that um, I'll talk about why I like the end of season three ad nauseum. But one of the things I really like is just that energy. There's sort of like a desperate, like, we have to leave it all out on the field. We have to get it all out there. Every single joke that we've ever had, every arc that we wanted for all these characters, we've got, like, they think they've only got, like, three more episodes to do it. Alas, they have three more seasons, at least one of which I know is maligned and is on the -hmm. other side of a couple of episodes from now. Jess Sterling, we should discuss Curriculum Unavailable, directed by Adam Davidson, written by Dan Harmon and Adam County, originally airs May 10th, 2012, and it's been two months since we've been expelled. Yeah, so they decided they're going to set up this potluck dinner um, so that everyone can keep in touch. Troy made a casserole. It's a bagel bites in a deconstructed hot pocket reduction with Doritos glaze. He yeah. really just wants to make his food. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, so few people embrace their own voice in uh, in food anymore, John. So if you're just going to at least it's not uh, marinating a chicken in NyQuil. Uh, which has been the new... Uh, have either of you seen this? This is news to both so of you? so disturbing. It's a big TikTok <laughs> trend right now, which is we are we are condemning on this podcast. You, uh, you're not supposed to cook with John, NyQuil. John, a strong point in the column of your decision to get offline, I think, is the NyQuil chicken. Uh, yeah. I don't like it. I, w- I will say that, you know, food is a form of communication. Uh, and so that I think Troy is communicating a lot with this dish. Uh, the one question I have as someone who, who cooks and bakes a lot, I think I know what bagel bites are. Uh, I know I think I could make a deconstructed hot pocket reduction. I don't know how you'd make a do- Doritos glaze. How do you, you glaze to, you the Dorito? Side with soak. a flavor, right? Don't you have to soak the I, I would like soak Doritos in oh. some. T- <laughs> No, <laughs> they just I would melt, soak right? the Doritos in like something, right? And then I think you have to like then um like use like a sieve and like get all the Dorito chip bits out, and so you're just left with like the glaze. I, yeah, I think uh. you'd be making a simple syrup, right? I think you mash up the Doritos, you mix See? it with a little yeah. sugar and water, and then you reduce that until it's sticky. I I'm think not, that's what you'd have to do. I'm not making noises or faces because you're wrong. I'm making noises and faces because you're right. <laughs> Jeffrey, if they put it on an Instagram ad, you'd be clicking Ugh. that button. You'd be like, oh, this looks good. Yeah, because oh, I, I, yeah, I hate myself and I need to go deeper into the abyss. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's what the internet will do to you. Yeah, but Britta doesn't want this. She wants natural, organic foods. She has a hangover. Jeff says he brought Lifesavers, but actually it's just a dead battery. Mm-hmm. Um, Abed's not here, uh, but he comes in and, uh, of course, the cop is bringing him in. Uh, he found him going through the dumpster outside the administration building in Greendale again. Yeah, he's in Inspector Space Time mode. Uh, and the police officer is not mad at Inspector Space Time specifically. He says, if this was Comic-Con, I'd take a bullet for that kid. Here in the real world, trespassing is a crime. Yeah. Um, but uh, aren't we debating whether or not we're in the real world in this episode? Mm-hmm. Inspector Space Time Convention. That seems really fun. I would love to see what would an Inspector Space Time Convention look like. That couldn't be something that would be terrible. It would only be good and funny. If we Ooh. ever saw that, it wouldn't oh, be bad. No. Really. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. Oh, yep. no. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to enjoy Inspector Space Time now while I still can, it sounds like. Uh, so, yeah, they say that the dean had recommended, the cop says the dean recommended they see a therapist. He'll pay for it. Um, but Abed is out here with the truth. Uh, he's like, that's not the real Dean. 
He's been replaced uh, by an identical life form for some nefarious purpose, but no one believes him. Not yet, even though it is we saw with yeah. our own eyes that this is exactly what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no one believes him currently. They're all still stewing in the just like so sad. In the Dorito of, glaze. Of being, yeah, they're stewing in the Dorito glaze of yeah. being expelled from uh, from Greendale that they haven't really taken the time to think. Was that even the real Dean that did I, that to us? I do think, and just hear me out, Doritos Glaze, great name for a band. Mm, Doritos. Better Can or you worse even than do Hot that, Pocket though? Reduction. Wouldn't you, get, mm. wouldn't you get sued for, like, uh, what's it called? Trademark? Uh, what's it called? Trademark? Uh, I feel like maybe... <laughs> there's, something right? called, there's a thing called fair use, right? I think that if it were, like, a tribute, if it were a tribute to Doritos... What if you, you do Cool use, Ranch Glaze? Uh-huh. Uh, could be a parody. Maybe you can spell it wrong on purpose. You know, oh, Doritos with a Z. Yeah, yeah. that could do. <laughs> that could do. Yeah. Uh, and the cop is also going to tell him, "Hey, this brick that you're using to prop open your door, by the way, like it's historic. You can tell. Yeah, uh, you get this to the right person. That's like sixty bucks. He loves." <laughs> The important thing there is who's the right person? Because as someone who's tried to buy and sell lots of things on eBay and started and failed many collections, it's the trick is who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy a brick? Yeah. Yes. But I love this this repeated gag because we saw this um, happen, of course, when when we're uh, in remedial chaos theory, when we're first seeing Troy and Abed's apartment. Um, And this this isn't my favorite Troy moment, but it's it's one of it's like a top 10 for me of $60. Hello, rich people. Troy's joining you. Yes, I'll hold. Yes, I'll hold. (laughs) This is one of those phrases that my like my wife and I have really incorporated into our lives. Anytime any like we get a good deal on something. Hello, rich rich people. people. John speaking. Yes, I'll hold. I'll be joining you. It's so that, good. Uh, that brick joke is a literal example of a brick joke. I don't know if you guys have ever this is a trigger warning, but if you've ever been on TV tropes website, okay. uh, it's, a, it's a TV trope. It's it's a that, that's what they call it when you have a setup and a punchline that are like multiple episodes or multiple seasons apart. It's called it's called a brick joke, and they literally oh, made a, great. a brick joke. That's great. I never knew that's that. <laughs> that's so good. That's very good. Oh, that's man, according to tvtropes.com. I'm not. Yes. I can't. I can't verify that. As a, yeah. I'm not a TV writer. Not yet. Uh, so, <laughs> so they end up at therapy, and Abed says he doesn't need therapy. But <laughs> and right away, right away, Brit is just like, you know what? I concur with Doctor Haiti's diagnosis. Psych major, got you back, bra. Got you back, she bra. Tries, tries to get like fist bump. Killian Jacobs is doing so much like Emmy worthy work in this episode. There's a lot of times when she's not even speaking lines, but she's just like nodding, really like you know, in agreement. She's taking notes, or sometimes yeah. John Hodgman says something, yeah. and she's like, she, you can see like, oh, I never thought of that, and she like takes a note, like, oh, you know, haven't learned that in class yet. So I have come to believe that she is really in a groove. Like, I think Killian Jacobs is locked in. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that she has found Britta at this point. Yeah. Um, and Especially because even when she's doing the fist bump, it's not uh-huh. a normal fist bump. She turns it on its side. And like just that <laughs> tiny extra step, just it, it's so perfect. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Heidi wants to get deeper into the psychology of Abed and everyone. This was sad to me. You have to understand about Abed. He's usually adorable, weird, like Mork from Ork. But since we got expelled, he's creepy, weird, like present day Robin Williams. That broke my heart. Rip, that made me rip. very sad. We love Robin Williams. Uh, that, was a, that was a funny joke 10 years ago. But yes, now, now it's kind of an uncomfortable joke. Yeah. yeah. 
love Robin Williams. Uh, but yeah, they're like, he's like, oh, so it's only been since you've been expelled, and they're all like, well, well. there's some kind of a ramp up. Well. And one of the one of this again, a tiny moment uh, where Abed is freaking out about daylight savings time, and yes, he's like, we're now worry. in the clips, right? Now we're yes. in like clip show mode. Yeah, we'll get the hour back later in the year. And he's just ah. <laughs> Yeah, because that piece screaming. of it, that piece of it does not compute. Um, how are you two with daylight savings? It's pros, stupid. cons, strongly in favor, strongly against. I hate it. Yeah, it John, makes no sense. Strong feelings, one way or the other. Oh, we may have a frozen John on <laughs> John our hands. Am I? Oh. Let's see. Hello, everyone. This is Jess from the editing room. It seems like John may have turned into a robot briefly, but uh, don't worry. We got him back. He is no longer a cyborg. Um, he is no longer garroting. We seem to pull him back into human existence. So no worries. He's perfectly fine. Yes, I'm sorry. I just traveled a year. I'm I'm sorry. I just let me look at my watch. I just traveled an hour into the future and back an hour, and I can tell you uh, from the future that daylight savings time is dumb. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think he got it. I think he got it. I think he got it. Uh, so I was freaking out about daylight savings. Uh, then we go to the cafeteria, and this was one of the most relatable Abed moments of the entire show for me. It's true he's going on about Tower Heist, uh, the Brett Ratner movie Tower Heist. Uh, and how, wow, Brett Ratner, he's so good. Uh, he's the new Steven Spielberg. And Abed, who's like sitting in the middle, uh, <laughs> he has to ask, is it Troy to get up? And he yeah. gets past him. And he can't help it when he looks at Shirley and says, you're a bad person. Why? <laughs> I like when he like, he's, he stabs something with the fork. We don't see quite what it is, but he like, he murders something with his fork one of the most uh agreeable takes uh if you think that uh brett ratner is the new spielberg at that or any time you are a bad person um <laughs> abed is narrating pierce eating a sandwich john uh time enough at last to eat a sandwich even though this sandwich was nearer to his last than his first i really love this bit i i know that i'm in a space uh, just in general that doesn't love uh, Pierce and Chevy Chase. So I just want to say Chevy Chase eats the sandwich in the funniest way that anyone's eating a sandwich. I just love how like it looks like it's such a burden. He looks so miserable and tired and just like he like he gets food like on his face in a funny uh -huh. way. Uh, obviously Abed is doing like the more funny stuff but just like the frustration and, and then I love when Pierce is like I don't want to be in your novel anymore because <laughs> Abed intimates that like that's part of Pierce's psychosis, right? But like you have to feel like they probably had some conversation. Maybe Abed invited him to be on a podcast or something. But Pierce is so old, he he thinks that's a novel. Like maybe mm -hmm. he doesn't know what new media is. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, Abed is uh, is filming Annie waking up at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, he just goes action, and she wakes up because she's sleeping. <laughs> she's like, "What are you doing? Like, get out of my bedroom, you creep!" Yeah, he's like, "That's great. Let's do it again." And she's yeah. like, "What are you doing? Oh, we'll use that." Yeah. We get we get sort of the impression in this episode that Abed yeah. doesn't sleep a lot. Like he's yeah. definitely up and he's doing. He's got a whole nother life at nighttime. This is not surprising to me at all that Abed stays up at night and does things. Mm, like, it's no. unsurprising. No. Um, uh... But yeah, but Dr. Heidi starts talking about, oh, yeah, like, Abed seems sick. And Britta's like, wait a minute. Nobody in this room gets to define sick. And he's like, but I'm a doctor. And that's what doctors do. And so she's <laughs> jotting down some notes. Like, okay, yeah. that's interesting. 
and if Abed is sick, according to Troy, then everybody is sick. Uh, and Jeff thinks that Abed is more sane than anybody else. Yeah, everybody's like, ah, uh. One step <laughs> too far. At this point, Pierce is going to say that everybody here is crazy town banana pants, which is something that Kevin Mahadeo used to say on a bunch of podcasts way back when we first started podcasting together, all the way back in the Daredevil season one days. And I now need to confront Kevin on, did you just steal this from Community without giving it any credit? And he knew that you'd never know because you hadn't seen Community. So he's just been sitting there stewing, waiting for this day to happen where you got to this episode and you learned about Crazy Town Banana Pants. It's nice to know that it was a likelier bet that I would someday watch Community than it is that Kevin will ever listen to the podcast that I'm on. (laughs) Community is one of those shows that I feel like uh, has had more of a cultural impact than even people who are fans of the show realize. Like the the phrase darkest timeline has just become like a commonplace phrase. Yeah. And obviously the idea of timelines didn't originate with community, but like that's from this show. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of phrases that people like internalize and then put on the internet and then other people repeat it. uh, And they all come from this font of humor. Yes. And I love how the doctor's like, tell me more about crazy town banana pants. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) we go there. Uh, Hodgman has some really good psychologist lines. He he gives really good psychologists. Is this his only episode or are we going to see more of him? I'm pretty sure this is his only episode on the show. He's got another line earlier in the episode where he says, um, uh, in this place, we don't talk about crazy. We could talk about help. And then he's like, now tell me why you need a crazy amount of help. And yes, that is good. Really That's good very one. good. That's a good line. Yeah. Uh, so we see Britta going into the study hall and she looks like a hot ass mess. Like she looks like she's been out at like Burning Man for like three weeks. And she's just like, hey, can someone tell me how long peyote lasts? Uh, so good. <laughs> um, Annie doing her own segment by herself on the Troy and Abed in the morning show. Uh, what are you doing? Nothing. Then why are all these kids yeah. here? <laughs> Troy and Abed and Annie in the morning. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a while since I've seen some of the earlier episodes, but doesn't at one point it, they bring Jeff they on? To, they bring Jeff on to this, uh, yes. on to, and he pretends to not like it, but then he's also into it. Yeah. So I think that the entire Greendale Seven secretly really wants to be on uh, Troy and Abed in the morning. Annie really wants to. Uh, she's yeah. rehearsing. She wants to be a co-host. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's the wig dance. Uh, they uh, Both Jeff and Annie look insane. They look wild. Yeah, Annie's wearing this, like, Shirley Temple bright pink wig. And Jeff has on this weird, long mohawk-looking thing. And Annie's cold, so he offers her his jacket. But then he tells her, okay, don't eat or drink or sweat or bend your elbows. No chairs with backrests. If you take it off, wooden hangers only. And then two seconds later, he's like, you're probably warm now, right? And he just takes it back. Yeah, I'm going to need my flannel back. There's a lot of good wigs in the background here, too. Yeah. Uh, someone's got like a George Washington style sort of wig on. Uh, I, I, not too many. I didn't, I only saw one possibly problematic wig. There's like a white guy in dreadlocks in the back. Mm. Uh, but otherwise a lot of good wigs. Yeah. Uh, I love a good wig. Uh, Troy on the ATV. This is my number right. one Troy moment in all of community. Riding into the study hall. You can't bring that in here. Yes, I can. It's all terrain dummy. <laughs> perfect the way donald glover delivers this line it's all terrain dummy it's all terrain dummy so good uh 
I so I watched this episode three times because I wanted you guys to be thoroughly impressed with how great a job I'm it's doing. Going great and so on the far, third on the you. third time, I had this realization, which is that all of these different flashbacks throughout this episode, they're some of them are directed differently. Like the ATV flashback is like handheld camera. Uh, and it's almost like the flashbacks are directed by different people. And it's because they're supposed to be different episodes that are directed by different people. There's like a, a layer of direction mm. style that's really yeah. clever. Some of them felt like you could tell which season it was supposed to be. Like yeah. Some yeah. Of them felt like season one, you know? Some of the yep. set designs, like the the way that they have their hair styled and stuff, like they go, there's a lot of detail in when the flashbacks are supposed to be. Yeah. 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 It's so good. Uh, uh, one of the Shirley flashbacks is uh, <laughs> she says, my kids ate a plate of cookies that were supposed to be for you. So I brought in their things that you can have. And she starts handing out like toys. Troy gets a karate trophy. Second and then he place. Chops the table. Yeah. That's another piece <laughs> of damage to the table. And then in real life, back in the therapy, uh, Britta grabs Troy's hand and he like recoils because he's reliving the memory of the pain of his well, hand. He's like, we just told him about this moment. Are you going to grab it and squeeze it? Yeah. He's still in pain. Uh, and they're like, do you, do you this is another like this very subtle very Troy good. joke. Yes. Uh, do you indulge Abed in these misadventures? And Troy's like, they're very manly adventures. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> They're Mr. Adventures. Yeah. He's so stupid. And so he, he goes to like put his arm around Abed and then he realizes like, oh, that's not manly enough. So then he goes to shake Abed's hand. And of course, his hand is still injured. So yeah, <laughs> Dr. Heidi has decided he wants Abed committed. And Jeff is like, oh, like you want him married? Uh, like the whole the whole to thing. an institution. Yeah. Uh, like marriage. <laughs> the whole thing. It's just so he's like someone I'm just trying to lighten the mood. He does uh, a little Groucho Marx cigar thing. And that's very good, too. I wish yeah. that that had become a recurring thing. I like the idea of Jeff liking Groucho Marx. And uh, but I don't think that ever comes back. That's like a little character beat mm -mm. that we don't see again. No. Yeah. And Troy says, please, Mr. Doctor, psychiatrist, sir, please don't send my best friend to crazy people jail. Yeah, uh, he can't. Abed isn't a danger to anybody. Yeah, uh, Shirley says, yeah, he's just unique like a snowflake who gets bent out of shape when you mix up Star Wars and Space Treks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Space Treks isn't as good as it used to be. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Some it's of the CBS streaming seasons are not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Some would say the same about Space Wars. Yes. Couldn't be me, of course. No, uh, you're not allowed to. No, no. Uh, and and um, Britta says, or a serial killer signature. And then she goes, I'm a psych, I'm a psych major. major. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. she knows. So perfect. Uh, but his obsession with Greendale, according to, to Dr. Heidi, is uh, suggesting a potential for escalation. And all of these stories are also rather troubling. Uh, but Pierce doesn't remember any of these stories. Yes. Yeah, since when are you three living together? Uh-huh. Well, Pierce has a few moments in this episode where I'm just like, maybe don't bring him to the psych. Like, if you want to prove that everyone's sane, like, Pierce is get him out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now we get a bunch of, like, different classes, like, different <laughs> events that absolutely never occurred, including the baby talk class, which I hope Mike Bloom has never seen. <laughs> My name is Professor Robinson. Who's ready to one? Who's ready to one? It's terrible. Uh, it's so bad. The human chess is exquisite. Uh, the human chess, what does the uh, what does the person say when she like so Vicky, 
Yeah, she pushes her off. Nay. Yeah, she, she's I, the knight. I almost gave Vicky my Dean's List point simply because she goes, nay. Well, she's she's a dance major, right? So she's used to, yes. you know, embodying other uh, sort of characters through movement. Exactly. Oh, it's so funny. And Britta's like, this is inhumane. They're trying to determine parking spaces. <laughs> Uh, there's invest- advanced breath holding class where he just like we just see a guy and he's just standing there and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for today. Uh, the gun cut out in the library book that Shirley finds. She's like I'm just gonna ignore this. <laughs> I'm gonna put uh, this back. Then well, because that could be it could be anything, right? That could be like a paintball hiding spot, or it could be you know something much. Who worse. knows? Yeah. Uh, Pierce with the 10,000, congratulations, 10,000 flushes of the toilet. Um, I don't know how they kept track of this. Or actually, I probably don't want to know how they kept track of yeah. this. But also, Now, is this in a this. single sitting 10,000 flushes? Wait, you've, like, you're sitting on the toilet long enough to flush or it 10,000 yeah. times? That's a, is, lot, that's a lot, Josh. Your legs would fall asleep so hard. In a single shitting. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna do some math on this. So let, I'm gonna now. Now, on. is this ten thousand flushes uh, for this specific toilet over time, or have people been tracking Pierce Hawthorne over the years, and this is his ten thousandth flush of a toilet? He's been going to Greendale for seven or eight years. Long right? This time. is possible. Long time. Yeah. All right. So if we assume that um, it takes about thirty seconds for a toilet to flush and then refill, and it, even if you just do it constantly, big assumption, I think I, we have to start. We're somewhere. talking like a sixty-second uh, cycle. All right. So well, okay. Well, then let me double my. Call it a minute. Here. Let's call it okay. a minute. So if it takes one minute to do a cycle, then we're looking at uh, about one hundred and sixty-six hours of flushing to, to get to ten thousand. <laughs> Didn't James Franco make a movie about that? His hand is stuck in the <laughs> that was more than and he that. Has to flush it off. Well, That's if we're the sequel. If, yeah. if we're assuming that Pierce, it's how many times Pierce has flushed, and we assume that so he's gone to Greendale for about eight years. So that means he's been at Greendale. If we're saying he goes every day, which if he doesn't, he's doing the bulk of his BMs at school. Then maybe it could just be Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, but that's still two thousand nine hundred and twenty days he's been going to Greendale. So he's flushing so many times. It's a lot of flushes. Courtesy, yeah. uh, we're like beyond courtesy at this point. Uh, the can I fry that class where someone gets kicked out for for suggesting fries? <laughs> will not tolerate clowning. Uh-huh. Now there's a uh, there's a fish poster in the background of this scene, and I'm curious. Do you guys think that this is just like a multi-use classroom, and then there's some sort of like marine biology class before this, or is that a diagram of like different fish that we could fry? There's like oh. eels on there. Yeah, for a second there, John, I thought that maybe we were talking pH fish. The I band. thought so too. <laughs> uh, now you deep... can fry them. No, they're already deep fried. Yes, I'm true. pretty sure. <laughs> They've been, yeah. Well, then there you go. Love it was to my guys. I'm pretty sure they're, <laughs> they're baked all the way. Um, so there's the there's the transient in the the study hall with the really angry, scary dog, <laughs> the German Shepherd. Yeah, that's just like he's like, you better rest up. We got a long day tomorrow. We got a lot of miles to go. <laughs> The ladders class. Everyone also. cheers. Everyone cheers when this guy stands on a ladder, and it's brilliant. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm a big defender of seasons five and six, and I even think there's some some good spots in season four. Uh, and I love one and two. I think you could argue that this two minute segment of these different Greendale classes are the funniest two minutes of the show. Like I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to say the show is only downhill from here. It's not, but I think that you could be like, this is the peak two minutes of the program. I think I, I. Uh... 
you know, I've had a few moments across season three where I've laughed inappropriately or as I have chronicled on this podcast, I've watched late at night. And so mm-hmm. things are funnier than they probably ought to be otherwise. Um, I think that this episode is the one most recently that made me laugh like very authentically and for like earned reasons more than just about any other in recent memory, like more frequently. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, sight unseen of whatever lies beyond, let me get on my uh, all-terrain vehicle and get into the uncharted terrain of seasons four, five, and six. Uh, I do think that this is some of the fun, this is one of the funniest stretches of community in a single episode that I've experienced, at least, for sure. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, for me, I think it's like, well, they took all the best bits, right? They took all the best bits and they shoved them into one segment. They did a great job. Yeah. You can't, how are you going to deny that? can't um hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Go to your happy price, price line. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we are now back in therapy and Britta's trying to peek at the therapist's notes. Uh, and he's just like, you know what? It, Greendale had quite an effect on all of you. You should stop dwelling on it if you want to be healthy. And Pierce says, you know what? I was there longer than anybody, and I'm fine. How are you? Why do you ask? 3.30. Oh, he's having trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and Troy just goes, oh, no. <laughs> That's, I, that might be my, not in the whole series, but that might be my Troy moment of the episode. It's just the way he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, but Jeff is like, you know what? We've had a lot of memories, though, of Greendale being in our corner. Yeah, and then, and then get, it's like, the, like the Dean, Dean like moments. a ton of Dean scenes, right? Yeah. Like it's just nonstop. It's Dean is the one who is in their corner. It's Dean Dale behind uh, the Deans. Yes, behind the Deans and Deaned. Uh, and so Dean shows up. 
Uh, Dina Ling just wanted to drop by and tell you we ought to be hot stepping it out to the parking lot in a brisk but orderly fashion. It's not a fire drill. It's an actual fire. But because these are his favorite students, he's giving them the early heads up. This isn't a situation where you go to Patreon.com slash Dean's List and get early access to the fire alarm. Everybody gets access to the fire alarm. You cannot put the fire alarm behind the paywall. I don't know, Josh. I think that if there was some sort of a crisis, you might show some favoritism to your subscribers. <laughs> I definitely do. So go to posterrecaps.com slash Patreon and you will be the first to hear about the fire. Um, One of my uh, one of my favorite like small Dean moments that I feel like probably isn't very, I don't know, it's not talked about a ton is when Annie passes a girl in the hall wearing the same outfit and Dean sees it. And she just goes up because Darcy, you're sick. Go home. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, he he just like chases chases her. <laughs> Darcy sucks. Listen, I don't. Is there an opposite of the Dean's list? Is there like a dunce list? Because the Darcy yeah. list. Darcy's yeah. going right on it. Yeah. Uh, Dean's on Trash Patrol. He's incognito, uh, and he has all this trash pizza for everybody that they. The last six slices of pizza. Yeah. It's reminiscent of the chicken fingers. Yeah, now, you both are pizza aficionados, of course. I'm, I, as I well know. So uh, would you take this trash pizza if it was the last of the pizza? I think that there's two strikes against this uh, pizza. One is that it comes from the trash and the other that it comes from the Dean. Uh, it wasn't in the trash. It was under the trash. I'm I'm not, I am not going <laughs> okay, to but... live with that. <laughs> but what if Dean really was big braining it and he was like, I'm going to fill this trash bag with like, nothing right with like other trash bags to make it look full so it's not actually trash it's fake or maybe trash. it's full of marinara sauce or something i, I like... cannot trust this i cannot trust this and especially if it's full of marinara sauce That's a and the dean has know. been carting that around first off way too much sauce <laughs> and secondly i don't know what the dean did to it um I'm not. He also has a really strange beard on his yeah. face as well. It's really long, and I feel like stray hairs would. Get it's in like pizza. Oh Brother Where Art Thou. It's like yeah. the Soggy Bottom Boys. The whole beard. the whole thing. I'm out on. I'm out on all of this. If uh, I was super desperate, maybe. I just yeah, don't know. I'm like starving. Do we yeah. have any listeners who are um, in suburban Colorado that can comment on just like what is the general level of pizza? Out curious. There? Yeah, curious for this answer as well. Very yeah. curious uh, for future reference. Uh, the Dean wishes a happy unbirthday to the group. <laughs> he has a great song that I can't recite. Troy other than, and Jeffrey, yeah. Hannah and Britta, and Shirley and Pierce, and Abed and Jeffrey. The double Jeffrey is so good. <laughs> Just a few of the most special students in the world. <laughs> that was really good, Josh. That was better. That was better. I don't know than how I, could, I remembered though. it, but I did. <laughs> That's the order. You, I mean, you have to do Jeffrey twice for the rhythm of it, but also like he likes Jeff the most. Joel. Yeah. Kale does a nice little, just a little eyebrow raise that he does. It's very subtle. It's <laughs> and very funny. Abed and Jeffrey. It's very, so good. Very good. Uh, so we get a glimpse at what paintball looked like in season three, I suppose. Because uh, there isn't a paintball episode coming, right? No, this is it. This counts. This yes. is canon. Counts. Yeah. Because uh, they're going to say later on, like, we don't need to do another paintball episode. So, like, you just yeah. get a slice of what that might have looked like. I think that is, at this point, a very appropriate use of uh, what was a really great format that you don't really need to see mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah. For uh, those keeping track for the statisticians out there, Jeff won season one paintball. Uh, Pierce yes. won season two. Now, this one, obviously, it's not. It's either Abed or Pierce. Uh, the Dean sacrifices himself so Abed can win. 
but we don't know. I think Pierce would rather go to see the off-Broadway performance of Chicago. So maybe Abed gave it to Pierce once he I, found out the prize. I also think that uh, Abed would not vouch for there being no need for another paintball episode if he hadn't won. The fact that he wins, I think he can uh, he That's can true. he can claim the hero's journey. Uh, at That's a very point. good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chalk it up to Abed. I think so. I think Nailed so. Nailed it. Uh, so um, back in therapy, the group is like, wait a minute, Dean loves us. And Abed's like, I've been trying to tell you that for months. Uh, we weren't expelled by the real Dean. It couldn't have been him. He loved us. So they all agree. They're like, we've been in denial this entire time. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to go. Something's happening at Greendale. We got to stop this. And Dr. Hyde is like, well, there's a problem. Greendale isn't real. It's not. a. a well, there is a place called Greendale. And you spent three years there, but it wasn't college. You're having a shared hallucination. You're in an institution. Yeah, you were patients together. You were released together. And now you're all relapsing together. And they're like, listen, you all came to this community college after your lives fractured. Pill addiction, failed legal career, broken marriage, lost scholarship, old. old. And when he goes to Britta, Britta's like, I don't want to hear mine. Uh -huh. <laughs> now, just remind me, do we, we, do, do we ever really find out what? uh what Britta's like break was no like there's there's a lot of speculation Josh online of what happened to Britta and like the, there is the whole dinosaur thing that's what right? I'm saying yeah the, there's this, the tiny moments when you compile them together point to like some sort of like abuse situation like molestation a, a situation uh, that yeah. involves a dinosaur costume it's it's very like when you look at all of the pieces put together. So that's that's another point in that direction, maybe where like she doesn't even want to hear what hers is. So we don't yeah. know what hers is. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then we get I he's like, like I do love that when he goes like grim reality, grim reality, grim reality, yeah. grim reality. And then we see like uh, lots of classic moments, except as if it was in Greendale Institution. Uh, like the secret trampoline or even like scenes from paintball uh, and Abed and Annie kissing in the background. Yeah. Uh, Baby Booba Santa. Yeah. Thank That's you for so the TV. I think that they decided to put that in here just because Chevy Chase didn't want to do it again. That's yeah. my prediction. He didn't want to sing again and they made him do it. I also <laughs> really like that Leonard is apparently the only one that they haven't made up. Like everyone else is made up. Yeah. But, but, Leonard's, but Leonard's there. Yeah. Leonard's real. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, like that they're sitting. Episode. Yeah. They're sitting around the table talking about that. Like, that's great. That's really yeah. fun. They also, we, they reference camping and mm -hmm. uh, that's that, that, that happened in the last clip show episode was there was a camping bit. Yeah. So like this, they're, they're referencing the clip show bit in the clip show bit, but this isn't some, this is actually the only scene in the episode that didn't really happen. Uh, because we find out that this is all made up. There's yeah. There's layers going on here. Yeah. A lot yep, of layering. Yep. Yeah. And Dean and Garrett are the doctors and they're watching. And Dean is like, should we increase their lithium? And Garrett says in the voice of Dan Harmon, uh, not yet. I want to see what happens if we confiscate one of their pens. <laughs> That's great. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, so in therapy, the group is just sitting there silently. And he's like, do you even know Spanish? Don't most students finish community college after two years? Yeah. And then Jeff goes on this whole rant about like it takes the like, average student to you know five to seven years to finish. Uh, and so yeah, he's just like, you know what? You shared this all this delusion, uh, and then you were released, and probably because your insurance ran out, but now it says you, you know, you're fit to live within society, you just have to accept the truth. And so they all leave and they all go out into the uh outside the office in the waiting room, and then they all collectively quickly agree, like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And they go in and Dr. Heidi is escaping 
through the window uh, on the like, phone. I think they bought it. Dang, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sneaking out of the window. It's just a symptom of your deepening psychosis. Don't hurt me. And Annie's like, I have a Greendale backpack. How long did you think this would work? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you guys think that this is a real psychologist that Chang bought off? Or is he just like a, a Greendale student that like Chang has bribed or something? It's too I would, normal yeah. for Chang to hire a real psychologist. Yeah. yeah. Like it yeah. has to be an actor that he's hired. I tend to agree. I tend to agree that I think that it would have to be uh, an actor uh, more, maybe, more than likely. Maybe he's a John Hodgman impersonator and they, he met him when he met the <laughs> Dean impersonator, the Moby Could impersonator. Be. Yeah, the Dean Dino Dopper. Dino, yeah. Um, uh, they eventually get him to spill the beans after he tries to pass this office purgatory and he's the devil. Uh, and Troy initially buys it. Um, but no, they're getting too close to the, tru- the truth that the Dean has been kidnapped by Chang. He's been replaced by a double. Uh, and now we're going to get the Chang portion of the clip show, which is some good stuff for me. He snorts corn chips. <laughs> it's corn. Yeah. Does it's his, a Dorito uh, glaze. Yeah, exactly. He does his, uh, what, Pulp Fiction reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All and right. then he's minority reporting with Garrett, who is the precog in the, in the bath. Yep. And then he tases his own junk a bunch uh-huh. of times. Well, I don't remember what watches. movie that references. Yeah, what's uh-huh. Abed doing there? It's so <laughs> Abed's watch. just standing there. He's watching like he's curious. He's a little bit like worried, but like in what context? It's so funny. Is, yeah. are, is that on campus? Is that like in the nurse's room on it campus? It looks like it's in the nurse's office based on prior episodes. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, while they're remembering all of this, the doctor snuck away. Uh, and Britta's like, we need to find the dean. He's most likely trying to cobble together a sexy Patty Hearst costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, they leave to to go to the school to rescue the dean. Uh, and uh, Chang finds out they know about Operation Doppeldiener. Time for phase two. He says he wants pitches from all his underlings. I love that he's just surrounded by the minions. Uh, the minions are just like hanging out in the office. With One Chang. gives him a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Far too I, young I'm, re- him I'm reminded that, that the official term for the minions are uh, the Changlorious Bastards. Yes, right? that's yes. correct. That is <laughs> yes. correct. Uh, and then we get a glorious end credit scene. Uh, Troya and Abed in the morning. Nights. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I love them calling Jeff. Uh, but Annie calling them is even better, I think. Yeah. Um, hey, guys. Long time. First time. Love the show. You can shut up and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so good. May your dreams be sweet and may your nightmares be spooky, monster scary, and not grandma died scary. There is an important <laughs> distinction there, so I appreciate them delineating it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so good. It's definitely streets ahead. Very we, queer streets ahead. Very yeah, queer streets ahead. I would say for sure. It's one of those ones that like, that be, I don't know, it becomes iconic. Whenever people on the internet mention community, someone has to say, try and happen in the morning. And then someone invariably goes, nights. Like it's nights. just, it's part of the yeah. fabric of what people remember about the show is that. And like the outfits but, and where they're sitting, right? Like they're in the apartment, they're in their like robes and pajamas. Drinking it's just, chocolate it's milk, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, marvelous just Perfect. absolutely marvelous uh we've got feedback of course f community feedback this is from yana uh who writes in this is one of my absolute favorite episodes judge john hodgman is fantastic as dr heidi and the clip show clips are very funny especially the asylum ones um john where would you rank the asylum ones in relation to the rest of the clips would you say the asylum uh stands out for you i think the asylum is really rich in that you it's it's not actually, as rich as it, Troy. Not it's as, actually, well, not after that he, brick. 
well, he's going to need that money because he yeah. bought that ATV. I like it because it's the only thing that actually they're referencing real episodes. So you can kind of dig into your own memory of the show. And it's fun to see how they re-engineer it to be in this asylum space. Yeah. Uh, and there's lots of little, like, there's just such, my, uh, to jump ahead a little bit, my uh, Dean's List point comes from this scene. Uh, but no, I, I still say that when they're looking at all the other classes, ladders and baby talk and like holding your breath, I think those are funnier than the asylum in my esteem. Uh, the wisecrack banana pants not as high on this episode writes in and says it's a good episode but it's a little bit of community history repeated literally and figuratively it's the Abed needs therapy of Abed's uncontrollable Christmas meets the meta clip show that's not a clip show of paradigms of human memory but both of those hit their marks a little better in my opinion it makes up for it in the end though with the delightful Dean montage and the fake flashbacks to the mental institution which pokes fun at how truly insane some of the past episodes have been leading up to this Garrett with Dan Harmon's voice about removing one of their pens is gold. Uh, enjoy your theme song next season, buddy. Yes, Garrett, I think, is clinching this. Um, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I guess this is not for everybody. For me, I, I just don't know how, how uh, I could walk away from this episode thinking it's anything other than exactly what I want out of community on any given week. I think it's tough because paradigms of human memory is so treasured. And when you have an episode that is like, doing a similar thing it's inevitably going to get compared um against each other and as a result i think we're just left with like well which one is better and people like paradigms of human memory better because it was I mean, the first one it was the original and they sure. people feel like it did it better this is john this is a real benefit for me of not being tied to history with this show of just being able to experience yeah. it in the moment that i am completely disconnected from that yeah to go back to what I was saying kind of earlier, I think that this is all part of, I really like this arc because it's sort of building up to what they at the time thought was the conclusion of the show. And so they're, they're like wrapping up these threads and they're also getting, like the show has progressively over these three seasons gotten more and more meta and more and more crazy from the pilot episode to here. And so like, this episode and the, the next few really showcase that like it's it is the shows that it's most self-referential. They're calling back on themselves, right? There's this recursion thing that's going on. They're also like referencing things in the real world. Like that line um, where the, like John Hodgman's like two years, this is a two year community college. Why are you even here? Like that's calling back to like what critics were saying about the show. We're like, this show doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, and then it's like, they're diving into their own tropes. Abed's all into tropes. The show is getting into like these TV tropes at this crazy level. So I think it's like this ramping up building towards this sort of finale that really works for me. And it's also building up towards the emotional conclusion of the show where you have like Jeff, the show started with Jeff not caring about any of these people. And like this, we're starting this thing where he's like, he want, he, he's trying to save their family and also the community college. Uh, and so I think I, I like it. And, and I also like that we then got three more years after this, but uh, I, I think it works for me. Can I tell you it, uh, what it feels like for me uh, is these are the top five moments of my sorry, sobbing yeah. life. Uh -huh. uh, you know, like it's greatest hits on our way to the looking glass. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the next couple of episodes have a secret flash forward. <laughs> Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> Did I just hit it? I'm not uh, going to tell you anything. No, no, but there, there is. I think there is one. There, we just had a death, right, with Starburns of a beloved yes, character, right? Uh, right and we, uh, we do get one more death of uh, what I would say is a beloved character before, oh. the, end of, before the end of season three. Ooh, all right. That? I'm excited about this. Uh, last bit of feedback from Eric. Not going to lie, they got me the first time with the Greendale Asylum bit. Um, I also, uh, uh, for a, a split second, there was like, wait, are they going there? Same, same. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. first time I saw it, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, would you rather take a class on ladders? Asks Eric. Uh, advanced breath holding, baby talk, or can you fry this? I think it's got to be can you fry this? I don't know. I feel like I'd like to learn about ladders. Yeah, I, my my first thought is what what would I actually learn something in? And I would say from least likely to learn something to most, I would say least likely can you fry this? Uh, then baby talk, then advanced breath holding, then ladders. Um. I think through that logic, would you put it that way? I think advanced breath holding might come up number one for me. I think James Cameron made everyone yeah. uh, in Avatar 2 take advanced breath holding. Listen, uh, <laughs> rising tides these days, folks. Uh, you never know if you're going to need like prolonged lung capacity in the future of our uh, planet. You know who could have used advanced breath holding? Charlie Pace. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You know, if Charlie just paid more attention in school. Oh, no. So sad. (laughs) Um, The meow meows. I mean, a lot of this for the rest of it, for my part of the process, is extraordinarily straightforward. You know Garrett's getting my Dean's List point. Um, I've been pretty clear that I loved this episode unabashedly, so it should come as no surprise that I'm going to give it a full four. Uh, It should also, when we're here in the meow meows, no surprise, I'm slapping a five on every single last one of these people. Everybody had a moment that slayed me. Everybody had a moment that was just like comedy gold. I really think that the comedy factor here in this episode was ramped up. And I already had these scores inputted. John, the additional historical context of like, they think that this is the end. This does feel like sort of like this nice, like look back at all of the things that we've built together, all of the things we have endured together that the audience never got to see, but they, they're stand-ins for all of the things we did get to see. And now it's like rallying them together towards this big push, towards this final arc, this quote-unquote final arc. So it has emotional stakes as, as well. I loved this full fives for every last one of these clowns. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I when I watched this the first like two times, I was just like, I, man, I, I don't know. I I want to be the best. I want to be as best as I can with you guys. I want to be really critical and like get really like in the nitty gritty with the scores. But then I was just like, I just want to give them all fives. And then I logged in here and I saw Josh had done it, and I said, okay, I guess that makes it okay. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care yeah, anymore. I'm the... People are gonna at me, and I'm not gonna look, and I don't care. I listen. You're it. allowed to do whatever you want. I'm, aware I'm a of little. That. I'm a. I'm a little bit more like. I, I don't know. I I, ha- I have to. It's in my DNA. I can't. You it's so hard. You do for me to, you, yeah. Jess Sterling. You do um, you. I'm I did just give on a lot ride. of people fives though. So starting bottom to top, I gave Chang a three. And here's the thing: he's just not he, your guy. It's fine. He's not my guy. And the only the only flashback uh, for Chang that made me laugh was him snorting corn chips. I didn't find him tasing his <laughs> yeah. junk funny. And I didn't. I I haven't seen the movie, so I didn't understand why he had Garrett in a in a water bath. And yeah. honestly, Garrett cracked me up more in that scene than Chang did. So uh, I gave him a three. I gave Pierce a four. Again, he has like very funny moments, but it never is getting me to the point where I'm laughing out loud. Uh, Shirley and Jeff both got a four and a half. They were like so close, but just like not quite there. Everybody else gets a five for me because uh, especially Annie yelling at them in the in the end credit scene really that's killed me. Yeah, it's so funny. Britta had secured her five the moment she just goes, got you back, brah. Like instant five. <laughs> Troy gets like 15 fives if I could do that because of the ATV bit and it's just the brick. Like just so good. Um, everybody is stellar in this episode. So we don't have any um movement beyond Troy and Annie are tied for second place currently. Um, with Britta still maintaining her lead, and we truly love to see it. Um, all right, Dean's list. 
I'm a point for Garrett. I see Garrett. I give him a point until we have solidified that he joins the theme song. But also, there's a lot of places that you could possibly go that, uh, all things being equal, I just, I, I'm gonna, my, my Garrett bias is gonna take me towards Garrett. Um, yeah, I also went with Garrett, and it was mainly because when he talks to Dina and has Dan Harmon's voice, it cracked me up really good. so much. And there are plenty of reasons to give them to other characters at this point because there's just so many good side characters. But Garrett really, really made me laugh the hardest. So he gets um, my point. John, where did you go with your Dean's List point? <sighs> so I've ever since the days of uh, Down the Hatch, I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to do this. I wanted to do like I want to give my point to drugs. Like I want to yes, do the thing yes, that's right. completely out of left field. And when you say why are you doing this, I want to be able to like defend it. And I also want to um, basically like at the end of the season, in future seasons, when you're looking back, be like, what is this? What's this here for? And then you go like, oh yeah, that was this really good moment in like the show's history. Uh, so I'm giving my point to Terry, the orderly, uh, when they are in the asylum. There is one of the orderlies, and only one of them has a name tag. His name's Terry. And when they're doing the Christmas episode in the asylum, Terry's, like, tapping his foot. He's loving it. He sees <laughs> that these people are, like, he sees the talent and, like, the potential. And I, I like the idea that even in the fantasy where, like, they're all crazy and, like, worthless. Yeah. That, like, there are still people in that fantasy that appreciate that, like, no, these guys are really funny and they're really great and they're really entertaining. Like, Terry's kind of the audience within the audience within the show of That's the great. episode. Love that. Love that. Uh, Terry the Orderly with historical significance coming in. 23 we have him here on our Dean's List point. To be fair, he's tied for 11th place. Sure, yeah, but he's 23 on the list. So. He doesn't He doesn't ever come back. He'll never get another point, but he's now part of the history love it. of this podcast. Yeah, there he is. Love it, love it. Uh, ratings and cools, I gave it a full four. John, you gave it a full four as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... What what else can you want? Like yeah. I, there, you know, you can be like, oh, this joke didn't land, but there's like three more coming. There's I, there's no no notes. Yeah, no notes for me as well. Uh, Jess, you were close to be honest. I gave it I gave it a three point eight. I yeah. thought about it so much, and it's it's so hard. I can't really describe what it is for me. It I've just never doesn't... really seen you like um uh like tempted in this way though. Like tempted towards yeah. like I'm just going all in. Like so that was this is a this is a big deal for me. Uh, it's really tough. Like I I I wanted to give it the but it feels like it's like close but no cigar for me like sure. it feels like so yeah. close to a four but not cigar. quite sure and so i gave it a 3.8 the audience is much lower than all three of us with a 3.55 you know much lower is relative but yeah well much lower when sure. it's gonna drop if, if the audience was even slightly a bit higher it could have gone up in some you know some spots but it's currently in sixth place with a 3.84 um underneath a 3.81 with studies in modern oh so it's actually so. it's above it should be top five. Oh, what am i doing i, I can't math mathing on the podcast You're i tried mathing to subtly i tried to subtly highlight you highlighted it for me you're so sweet john yeah. he's so nice yeah. he highlighted it for me to be like you dummy that's not how math I, works that wasn't that wasn't no it's not your mouth. fault just the curriculum was unavailable uh true. on math day i didn't uh, go to school for math you know uh, Top five, baby, for season three, episode 19. Even if it was lower, I mean, I just do think that this season has had a lot of uh, a lot of slam dunks. Well, and look at what it's below. Like, yes, truly, right. it's below Remedial Chaos Theory, Basic Lupine Neurology, uh, Pillows and Blankets, and Regional Holiday Music. Like, yes. those are iconic episodes of Community. I, I think it's it feels like it's right where it belongs. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's curriculum unavailable, John. That's all she wrote. 
I think you're in for a wild ride for the next few episodes. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I'm going to get on my little soapbox here and say that, like, I, I just love the chaos of Chang. And um, similar to, like, Britta, like, they ramp up the, these characters to the point that, like, they're cartoon characters, to use a parlance that you've used recently, Josh. But, like, yes. at the same time, there is still a nugget of, like, the character that they start. I think that there's, like, a logical progression of Chang, where, like, he loses everything over these first three seasons of the show. And it all stems from the community of the, the Greendale 7, like, rejecting yes. him. Yes. Uh, and I think you could make a, an argument, like, on an emotional level, that this also completes Jeff's arc. Because at the beginning of the show, Jeff is, like, a jerk. And he rejects people. And he pushes them away. And, like, Chang is, like, a part of that. And, that uh, you know, and eventually Chang's, like, I think his, his wife leaves him, if I remember correctly. Right, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, so, and then he ends up homeless. And he ends up living. Uh, in events. Yeah, because Jeff, you know, kicks him out or whatever. Like, there's all this, like. Yeah, so you know, I obviously it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon, but uh, you can follow it like logically to a certain sort of narrative way. And I just I love the culmination of how goofy this is. I will say in 2022 that uh, sort of the plot of an insane, insane and stupid fascist taking over and dismantling uh, a formerly beloved institution with the help of his child brain sycophants <laughs> is is less of a novelty uh, yeah, than, a little, it, than uh, it might have been 10 years ago. A little close to the target. A little close to the target. <laughs> but it's still very funny. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it so far. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this final push quite a bit. And if you're trying to, you know, tie like actual character arc stuff onto here as well, so much the better. Dianu. Uh, but I'm, I'm good just as a cartoon either way. I'm loving the ride. I think that this final, uh, these final few episodes of season three uh, have, been, have been really, really wonderful. John, thank you so much for swinging through, for uh, signing on to the internet. Not a thing that you like to do anymore, but for the case of community my contact building. Info, I know? tracked him down. Do. Listen, we're, we're friends. Yes. I found him. Yes. Yes. So John, this is where I usually say, well, what do you got going on? But it like, sounds like all of this stuff is like, just be friends with John in real life. You'll find him. I harvested some peanuts today. going to be drying <laughs> those out. Uh, going to make some peanut butter. Maybe make like a peanut butter pie or something. Mm. Out of my Ooh, peanuts. that sounds delicious. Yeah. Oh, well, that might influence what I get. That's what dinner. I'm up to. Mm. So I don't have any followers anymore, but uh, my dog follows me around all the time. She's uh, just outside this room right now. That's all I need. It's been great talking to you guys, and I hope everyone enjoys hearing my voice. And uh, I, I love hearing your voices and seeing your faces. That's I, I love that's all the, I need. the exact same thing over here, John. Thank you for making some time um, and peanut butter uh, as well. Uh, Jess, what kind of shit have the 90s taught you? What else is happening with you on Post Show Recaps? Give us the whole spiel. Yes. So over here on Post Show Recaps, uh, I just started a new show called Reboot on Hulu with Adam. If you are a patron, you've heard his voice on the uh, YA podcast covering Doctor Who right now. But he's joining me to cover this new show. Um, it's it's really good. Like, it's actually pretty good. Um, the reviews are in. And the reviews are almost uniformly, this is a great show. It's pretty great yeah. um so just to give you like a little if you haven't heard of it it's a hulu show they dropped the first three episodes the other day stars rachel bloom keegan, keegan michael key judy greer johnny knoxville like a ton of uh, famous faces on this show and it's basically they're rebooting a like 80s 90s sitcom and bringing on the same actors it pokes fun at itself it pokes fun at the genre it pokes fun at hulu it's really it's a really intelligently written sitcom that i'm greatly enjoying right now and adam and i are having a blast covering it so go check out that podcast it's in our bin show recaps feed nice. um if you want to hear what the voice of a hemorrhoid sounds like um oh, go I listen don't. to that um <laughs> 
if you want to just uh, imagine um... i was with you until right then <laughs> yeah me too yeah i'm kind it's... of at the place where like do i have to go into the archives and uh delete and a podcast yeah <laughs> it's really fun though so go listen to that podcast it's been a it's been a great time um you can also hear me over at shit 90 shows taught me uh, we're starting season five of dawson's creek it is the college years busy phillips has joined the cast um, we recently did, so Sarah and I like to do a little draft of characters. We call it our drama draft. Okay. And so you get different points if people like do dramatic things, right? People get in a fight. People get expelled. People do whatever. And Audrey is the new character played by Busy Phillips. She literally is Sarah in a TV character show form. Incredible. And I sniped her in the draft from Sarah, and Sarah will never forgive me. And I think it is the funniest thing ever. Um, so go listen to that. And then of course we're finishing. You were taking well. my advice about burning friendships a little too easily with this. Well, one. the thing is, is Sarah had the opportunity to take Audrey and she didn't. And so uh-huh. then I was immediately like, I'll take Audrey. And she's like, oh! and oh, I was no. like, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, no. but, <laughs> but we're also finishing up boy meets world. Uh, so go check that out as well. We're in our final season there, which is honestly so wild to me. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, we're getting into spooky season. So we're going to be covering some Halloween type stuff in October as well. So a lot going on over there at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you could find me at the Joe Sterling. Uh, you Twitter. can find me at Round Howard. I will tweet out everything that's happening at Post Show Recaps. If you have not yet subscribed to the Community Building Podcast feed, we would greatly appreciate that. You just search Community Building Post Show Recaps in your podcast app of choice. You'll find us a little subscription rating and reviews if you've got the time for it. Super, super appreciated. Next week, uh, Jess, the great Cody Patterson joining us for digital estate planning, which I believe I've seen before. You have seen this episode before. Yeah. This was on the original, original season zero list because it is truly iconic. This episode is beautiful. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. I'm really, really excited to cover it next. Yeah, week. I don't remember it terribly well. I remember like the the premise of it, but I and I especially am struggling right now to imagine how it fits in with what's going on currently on the show. It kind of doesn't it's kind of like one of those we're taking a break from the main story to have this fun genre episode and i think i actually think you're really going to benefit from watching it in the proper order because i think some things that didn't necessarily make sense or like you didn't have the context for them Mm -hmm. will now make sense it's just it's such a wonderful episode an amazing guest star um as well so can't wait yeah gonna be fun all right well that is coming your way next week here on community building as we continue pushing towards the end of season three until next time people Corey b take us away this is a show about a dean that started to grow a community wiggler and jazz here till it ends meet up to pass or fail dream deal with all of our friends the brightest timelines here to shine the way community building is here to stay with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 